0: You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am thrilled to introduce you to Aaron North, who is the Chief Marketing Officer of Mint Mobile. Uh, He helped launch Mint Mobile in July of 2016 out of Mint's sister company, Ultra Mobile. A disruptor by nature, Aaron helped start a digital revolution wireless with Mint Mobile, building the marketing department from scratch and powering hyper growth that has seen the brand's revenue increase more than 90,000% in the last five years. Aaron, thank you for being here. Thanks for the invitation. Excited to talk with you. I've literally never seen 90,000% in my life before. This is a first for me. (laughs) Well,
1: believe it or not, this is not new to this company. So part of the allure for me to come to ultra mobile at the time was that ultra mobile had just been awarded here in the States, the fastest growing private company in America. So our sister brand ultra was given that award in 2015 and it grew something. I can't even remember the number, but I'm going to round about it to like 50 or 60,000%. And it was number one on the Inc 5,000. So Joined, was very excited about that. The opportunity to bring Mitt to life sort of was here and I was very, very excited about it. And yeah, five years later, we've sort of had enormous success and it's just been
0: one of the most fun things I've ever worked on in my life. It's incredible. So I got to ask those that are CMOs at companies where they've kind of joined a company, it's been around for 50 years, 20 years, you know, there's certain joys and you know, pitfalls that go along with that. What's it like being a CMO from like scratch?
1: Well, I mean, so we were founder owned and operated for the first several years. And at the time, the president of our company was looking to bring in a layer of management that wasn't founder or owner operated. So I was part of that. And I came from Taco Bell. So it, it was very... Different. I came from a place where there are 40, 50, 60,000 employees. There's infrastructure. I mean, our consumer insights division at, at the Bell was bigger than the marketing department here. So, in many instances, you take on startup mentality and you use, you trust your gut, you use your instincts, and you call in favors. But the cool thing about building it from the ground up has been the immense sort of personal gratification reward of, of doing it successfully. And I think my greatest accomplishment has been building a team that works so well together and has scaled up so quickly and has maintained a very healthy sort of like partnership. And we consider ourselves a big family. It sounds, it sounds almost like BS. I gotta be honest with you, but we take care of each other here and nothing could prove that more than the last 18 months and how people are looking out for people like coworkers are actually friends and they do a solid for their coworker they go the extra step they look out for them you know it's just it's it's become so natural and second nature for us that people come here and they're shocked that it's an environment that's so healthy and collaborative, and there is zero backstabbing and jockeying and po- politics. I'm not a person who plays that. So I've instilled that in everyone that it's better just to go straight to the person. Don't triangulate and go to their boss to complain about, just go talk to him or yeah. her. We're people work yeah. it out. It's it's in, in, when you have that in a high paced, fast moving marketing department, it's very, very rewarding, and it's very different from an institution or matrix org like the one I came out of where it felt like that, that place was very entrepreneurial from an idea perspective, but there was still the regimen of getting things approved and the challenges and the layers. Here, yeah. it's flat, so everybody and anybody can come up with an idea, and if the idea is good, we move heaven and earth to bring it to life. No
0: layering, just it's a go. How do we get it to the finish line? That is incredible. And, and how do you nurture that just on a practical sense? Like, is it, is it Slack? Is it Basecamp, Asana? Like, what tools are you, or is it just meetings over Zoom? Yeah, I'd like to start and say it actually
1: starts with the human factor. Yeah. And we're hiring the right people. So yeah. I make it a point to interview every single person who comes into the marketing department I have a philosophy I'm shamelessly stealing from an agency I used to work at called Ryan Partnership. Um, The corporate motto was FBNA, stands for free beer, no assholes. And that mantra was very much free beer. You work hard. We're in an agency. Everybody grinds. So if you need a reward, the fridge will always have cold beer. And then the second half of that, no assholes, is in the agency world yeah. You have procurement, you have clients, you have vendors, you have this, you have other agencies attacking your business. Like you have so many people working against you. You cannot create an environment of success with being surrounded by assholes. So we just yeah. won't hire any. Yeah. And I have stopped some hiring because I just didn't get a great vibe from the person. Yeah. And in my previous role, there was so much travel for, for all the production we would do yeah. that I learned... If you want to hang out with the person or you're excited to go have a drink and dinner and hang, then that person is an awesome coworker because you enjoy their presence and you build friendships and cultivate them into really powerful work relationships. And I think the output of that is tenfold what you would get than you would with groups who are sort of infighting
0: and jockeying yeah. for a position. And probably one of the benefits too, you can choose from geographically anywhere in the world really, or anywhere in America, because well, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yes, we do have a, so in my group, in the marketing group, there is, it's a broad group. Yeah. We've got a full service creative agency in-house. Yeah. We have brand marketing, consumer insights, direct consumer, like all of that housed. And some of the roles I feel are best served here. I mean, yeah. the, It's tough to be in brand management and not close to the brand and like the nucleus that is creating decisions around the brand. However, our creative shop, our agency has moved to full remote. And we have found ways, like you said, to use technologies and tools today to keep the teams really connected. And because we're an essential service, our office has remained open over the last 18 months and we have very strict safety protocols yeah. and things of that sort. But there are instances where we will have in folks and do sort of like an open environment brainstorm. Yeah. Our office is next to an open field. And our CEO is so savvy and smart, he's built like directional Wi-Fi. And we've got hotspots and we've got 65 inch TVs with computers hooked up to them and portable battery packs that we can literally wheel outside and put outside in an open air environment and people can stay socially distant and still host rich brainstorms. Because the reality is, is while the world shut down, everybody still wants to grow and do fun stuff. That's really a big piece of what we do in marketing is bringing some fun and energy and life to the brand.
0: In this industry, telco, it, it is loud, it is busy, it is a very ferocious world. How have you stood out? Like how what has been the factors that kind of made you stand out as a brand? Yeah, well, I have zero telco experience. Yeah, I was gonna I say you, you you were you were uh, you know marketing tacos. Yeah, selling Doritos, locos, tacos. <laughs> yeah. I actually really like the Dorito one. I treat myself every once in a while. My wife loves KFC and there's a KFC Taco Bell combo here in Vancouver. <sighs> And we'll go there, and she'll get KFC, and I'll get Taco Bell, and I'll once more I'll get the Dorito one, and it's so good. Yes, I had the pleasure of launching that product, so mm. very very fun. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, for that. it
1: was yeah. one of the funnest things we'd ever done. We had it; we knew it was a winner, and you yeah. sort of just get out of its way. That was the big marketer's insight from my point of view: is just, hey, stop, stop overcomplicating it. I- I'll never forget. We had a shot where we took a Dorito's bag yeah. and pulled the taco out of it. Yeah and we're like that's it like yeah. the rest is just content like that is what we need to sell it but um but look the reality is is there are a lot of similarities in selling tacos and selling wireless i mean qsr or fast food is fiercely competitive yeah you have innovation cycles that are yep. incredibly short and com- competitors who are just I mean, look at the, here in the States, we have the chicken sandwich wars going on right yes, now. It's like a yes, thing. <laughs> yeah. It's making me laugh yeah. that like so many of these restaurants are
0: burger chains and oh, yeah. they don't even focus on chicken. So yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But and 7 joined it recently. They joined yeah, the, the chicken sandwich. Because everybody wars. wants to go to 7 for a high quality dining experience. <laughs> Oh
1: man, Um, those rotating hot dogs, man. Man, uh, They bring inspiration. Oh, They bring perspiration to me after like the second bite. But yeah, so for me, outside in thinking is something we've really relished here. I ask a lot of why questions, why Mm -hmm. we call it the five whys, trying to really get down to the root of how come something is the way it is? Why is it built this way? Because unbeknownst to me, when we started this this sort of journey with mint is that many brands had tried to do direct to consumer yep. or online sales with yep. wireless and failed in the past i feel my instincts tell me that they failed because they put traditional wireless thinking into a digital box and it just doesn't work that way so we came in or i came in and you know have built a team of people who have no telco experience and awesome. we're surrounded by telco geniuses. Yeah. We need their help because we make gaffes all the time, yeah. but we make them in the ideation stage. Yes. So we were the first brand to launch what's called eSIM. And for those who aren't technical out there, today on your cell phone, and I'm yeah.
0: visually aiding here for the podcast, of course.
1: Yeah, please, please. Your phones have a physical SIM inside them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you get a little paper clip to pop it out. That's right. If you have an Apple device. Mm
1: -hmm. Same with Android. Yeah. But what what most people don't know is that that technology has been replaced or it has a a parallel to it. So in iPhones that are like iPhone 10 or newer and recent Androids, you have an eSIM, which is an embedded SIM chip in your phone. It's hardware. You don't have to do do anything. It's just in there. Okay. So we were the first MVNO to fully activate this eSIM technology. And what that means is we now have the ability to do a complete digital program. Like end to end. You can shop us online. Yeah. You can buy us online. We can deliver the service to you online and you can set it up online. You never have to touch anything physical again. We embrace that technology because to me, it feels like it's, I don't know all the ways we're going to use it yet, but I know it's critical infrastructure to what we do. And it's really critical to our brand because we are a digital first brand. So now I have the technology. We've already created two innovations around it. It is incredible to watch this thing really start to adopt and adapt. But I think the bigger opportunity for us is to future forward this into a complete digital experience somehow. And I think that sort of thinking is outside in thinking because inside out thinking would tell you, do not support and put investment behind a technology that makes it easy to switch because I have an installed user base that's large and I don't want them switching out. Yeah. So you find this and then we come in and we're like, no, 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 no. This is amazing. And we want it. So that's how we operate. Like, and I think that has given us a really interesting advantage over people who are in the marketplace already.
0: And I feel like it it shows that you have faith and confidence in your product, that you're willing to do that. And in Mm -hmm. the fact that you enable this. Yeah. You know,
1: we're dabbling in giving the product away so people can try it. So we do have a free trial we deliver it through this eSIM technology. So you just basically download the app, we send you the QR code, boom. Like you are up and
0: running in minutes. It's amazing. So being that Mint Mobile is only in the United States and and a lot of our listeners are here in Canada, we've seen though some of the ads because they've come up (laughs) into Canada because it's been very exciting. Tell me about some of your favorite campaigns that you've done or sort of ads or that you're excited about that maybe been in the past and maybe you can give us some kind of what you're excited about for the future.
1: Yeah. Well, if if you want me to focus on only Mint, I mean, it has been an absolute dream working okay. on this. So Ryan joined a, almost a couple of years ago now. And before that, we had dabbled into television. Okay. And those that don't know who Ryan is? Oh, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to know who Ryan is just by first name. But okay. all jokes aside, it's Ryan Reynolds. <clears throat> okay. Canadian sort of uh, like inspiration. He's awesome. But yeah, Ryan joined as an owner. He bought Mobile back in 2019. So, Ryan became an owner. It's really exciting to have him part of the team. He's very invested in the business. But working with him on ads is phenomenal. Like so strategic, so smart, so good. But we actually had one little tiny campaign that ran before him. And it was called That's Not Right. And I'm very proud of it. So proud of it that it ended up scaling up quite quickly. So we shot three ads in a package. The, the, the insider, the universal truth was pulled right from the product. So we would hear all the time, wait, you're selling wireless for 15 bucks a month. Yeah. What's wrong with it? Yeah. What's the catch? Is it crappy? Like there's gotta be something broken. And when we kept telling people, no, it's, It's literally the same thing you have in your phone. They're like, that's not right. It can't be right. So we created an ad construct around that's not right. So we did carpeted showers, which was a (laughs) 30-second spot. Very funny spot. We did finger dipping, which is imagine a house party where people are watching a sporting event and yeah, the nacho cheese dip, they're fingering it from the finger. And it was brutal. Yeah, we caught some flack for that because we couldn't get it off air fast enough when COVID hit. And
0: some people were
1: less than friendly, I will say.
0: Okay. But then the But You couldn't have predicted that. You couldn't have predicted that was gonna be pretty reputable media property. The Wall
1: Street Journal was less than kind to us in that. And you know, we, we had pulled the ad, we just couldn't pull it quick enough. Yeah. But the third one was one that we had shot and we didn't air. And I was just saving it. I had I had a hunch that TV was really going to help launch the brand. And we did some testing in May and we test, 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 test. The year was looking good. We were like, okay. Then as the year wound down, we were thinking about how we're going to grow the next year at CES, which is the big consumer electronics show in Vegas. We're there, my media agency's there and they sit me down and they go, how would you like to buy a Super Bowl spot? And I had that heart palpitation of, oh my gosh, the Super Bowl is in three and a half weeks. Yeah. And you want you're asking me now if I want to run an ad in it? Yeah. Well, hell yeah, I do. Let me go yeah. talk to the CEO. So I went and I met with David, our CEO, and explained to him what I thought the upside potential was and did some analysis. And he looked at me and he says, This is a big risk. Do you, I trust you? You're my you're my head, you're my mark, you're my head marketing guy. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, let's do it. So we did it and that really that commercial was called Chunky Style Milk and it was brutal it it was nobody does gross in the super bowl the super nope. bowl is nope. about like anthemic spots yeah. like insane deal like yeah. nobody does gross and we did gross and our spot was either loved yeah or hated like yeah. you ruined my super bowl party i can't eat yeah. like after watching that which is exactly what it was, what but I it was remembered thank you so we got you know you get ad ad blitz or whatever yeah. whatever the whatever the the sort of like endemic pubs of advertising and communication yeah. Yeah. we did not score well recall analysis and like there was some psychoanalysis yeah. and like brain recall studies we were yeah. number 1 number yes. 1 in the super bowl <laughs> and <laughs> You know, those studies like are nice for trophies on your office mantle. But the reality was, is our sales were like nothing we had ever seen before. And now you can say 90,000%. Yeah. And so those ads hold a special place in my heart because they help really, really take this thing off. And ever since then, we've done work with Ryan that like every spot is so much fun. We recently did a Bobby Bonilla promotion where... Mint is predicated on buy and bulk and save. Bobby Bonilla is an American baseball player who had this insane contract that lasted for 25 years. The the New York Mets are still paying him every year for, I think, another 10, 12 years. So we created a 25-year wireless plan as a joke. Really fun. (laughs) This was like... Ryan and Ryan's yeah. agency, Maximum yep. Effort, and George Dewey, really the brainchild of that. And my role in that was just to, to make it come to life from, yep. a, from a product standpoint, help grow it and get out of the way. Because yeah. so many times I find marketers want to put a thumbprint on things and they just round the edges. And that's really disappointing to me. I mean, you can kind of see it sometimes yeah. in the work. But yeah, I kept trying to figure out ways how to make it bigger and better and more insane in 25 years. And we were shocked. We never, never, ever, ever thought we were going to sell these plants. Like it was for the laugh. We yeah. ended up selling 124 of them, which is sort of remarkable because now yeah. for a small group of people, they will not have to worry about wireless for the next quarter century.
2: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies
0: That is incredible. That is incredible. <laughs> and, and so what's it like, like team wise. So I guess the fellow Canadian Ryan jumps in, every once in a while, like, is he part of the ideation team or is he just jumping in as you know, with his agency or what's the role no, looking like? I mean, it, it's incredible how involved he can be. So okay. y- you'd think, I mean, yeah.
1: look, if you're on production shooting a feature film, yeah. it's hard to be involved, but yeah. we operate through text message. Text okay. is how we're doing. <laughs> That's incredible. Seriously. There are multiple text chains and wow. like it's constant and he's super into it and informed and very into the business. So what we usually do is we we talk about the year, like we'll have a planning cycle session yeah. and sort of outline what we want to do. And Ryan's very involved in that. And so is his team. And then, you know, we sort of write the plan and then work the plan throughout the year. And they're, they're really big into faster tizing, which is advertising at hyperspeed. It it makes it really fun because we are an entrepreneurial company. We're that perfect size where we can create programs that have scale really quick, but they're meaningful. So like some small brands do things and they're so small, you don't see them. Yeah. When the pandemic hit, one of the things that that happened here in the states was there was a stay at home order sent on Friday the 13th. Well that night I I went home and took care of my family and then I talked to my boss who's a CEO and I said, "Hey, we've got tons of customers who are really anxious. We got to do them a solid." Yeah. So we didn't have an unlimited plan at the time. Yeah. We just didn't have a need for it or we thought we didn't have a need for it. But our customers were getting worried they were going to run out of data. So That Friday night, we ideated and came up with a solution to give every single mobile customer free unlimited data. Teams came in over the weekend and engineered the solution on, we, Ryan was involved, not in the technical aspect, but like, okay, we're going to do this. How do we message this to people?
3: Yeah.
1: so not being a telco guy, I had also learned that we have the ability to drop voicemails onto people's phones without the phone ever ringing, like just bing, here's a voicemail. So in working with Ryan, coming up with this program, we came up with the idea of you will get a voicemail from Ryan telling you that like, Hey, things are chaotic right now. We're here to help. Just so you know, you have free unlimited data. It was not the purest UX solution. Like a customer had to buy it, physically pay for it. And then we, we credited their credit card the next day. I will admit it was a little janky because we wanted to do it as fast as humanly possible, but we ended up zero rating or making the price of add on data zero later, but dropping it in as a voicemail. I mean, we're texting, we're communicating, we're writing scripts. It's all happening via text message. We get the audio recording over the weekend. We load it into the systems. We drop it on Monday. And then, you know, the ideas keep going. They don't stop. So they're never pencils down. And then we're like, hey, when a customer gets this voicemail, will there be a phone number associated with it? And the tech teams are like, yeah, it has has to come from a number. I go, can we... Leave like an inbox voicemail oh, answer there, amazing. and it seems like yeah, 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 yeah. And so the voicemail Ryan left for everyone was really light, really fun. Yeah. yeah. And then what ended up happening is people did call that phone number, and we allowed them to leave messages back for Ryan, and we got thousands of them. Right? Like this is wow. just something we came up with as a yeah. lark, fun. Yeah, yeah. Thousands and thousands of people left voicemails to the point where. They were getting so fun and funny. I mean, I remember sitting in my garage with the garage door open, it raining outside and listening to these voicemails and literally crying, laughing. So we're like, you know what? Let's cut it into an ad. And that was one of the funniest things we did. It's on YouTube, it's Ryan Reynolds voicemail something or another, right? You just look for it and you'll enjoy it. It's hilarious, but like, that little thing turned into a bunch of pieces of marketing. And I think it's really emblematic of how we work, right? Like there was an opportunity that came up. We saw a way to do something fun, also something solid for the customer. And then how do we tell them about it in a really interesting and neat way? And then maybe there's a couple of little lucky strikes extras to the program. And that that's a lot of what we do sort of, as I say it out loud, it's very emblematic of all of our programs.
0: Wow. So when you're doing this work, like, do you ever look over your shoulder at the other telcos or look around? Or are you just like, man, I'm going to keep doing what we're doing? And it doesn't matter what the industry is up to. Uh, we do keep a very close eye on okay. our competitors. Keep your friends close, your enemies closer?
1: Well, I would say imitation is a form of
0: flattery. Yes. So we are
1: seeing, we were the first to really bring this buy in bulk model to the marketplace yeah. You can now see three-month service plans on a bunch of people in the wireless space, which is, I'm like, okay. Our direct-to-consumer online business is very, very hot. We're seeing flanker brands emerge where the MNOs are creating their own digital brands to launch, which is exciting. We're seeing other MVNOs like us come into the marketplace. So we keep a pretty close tab on it. And I would also say that like our competitors make some interesting decisions that lead for really fun creative. Our competitors are big political donors. And okay. in America, political donation has been quite the hot button, particularly around the election. So I'm going to really toot my own horn here because I was the star of a commercial we did sort of making fun of them. And yeah. I say star is a big joke because Verizon, AT&T, big political donors, we found out how much they were donating and mint had never donated any to anyone ever. So we went and made our first political donation to a mayor in Idlewild, California, which is a few hours from here. And it turns out the mayor of Idlewild is a, is, is max and max is a dog. So we like found this out. Next thing, you know, we're talking to max's owners and he is the mayor pro tem of Idlewild I'm like I go to get this oversized check we're going to donate $15 because our wireless 15 bucks a month I drive out to Idlewild and you know we've got the equivalent of two well I guess it was one guy in a jeep and that was our full camera and production crew um I'm I'm there to give the check to him and he's like we actually need to give the check to the dog do you mind being in the shot and I was like wait what So if you look for this Mayor Max spot online, you will see me handing this dog a $15 check. And it was so fun and so light. But yeah, we absolutely keep a close tab on what other folks are doing. And if there's an opportunity to have some fun with it, we will.
0: And and I want to bring up PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) You did an ad. So we need to talk about this because PowerPoint, (laughs) you you brought it back. It still lives thanks Uh, to MidMobile.
1: Yeah, so... Well, the ad's very funny. It opens with Ryan say, oh, it opens on like Majestic Hills and a tiger roaring and this, that, the other. And Ryan says, this is as far as we got until, yeah, yeah. So then he goes into a PowerPoint slideshow of what Mint Mobile is and how it works. And I mean, you watch it and you're laughing, right? You, you, like your gut tells you as a marketer, like, this is going to be really, really fun. Will it be effective? I think was a question we weren't sure about, but... It, it, we like to test, we take risk, we go for it. And it was so good that we had a lot of faith in it. And yeah, Yeah. it was amazing. I can't remember. I don't really pay attention to the award shows, but if it didn't win an award, it won an award in my heart. Like it was really, really fun. And in a world you got to remember back at that time, everybody, what was the word they were using uncertain times or something Mm -hmm. like that? Or a phrase, there was like this phrase um, that everybody kept using and it, as a marketer, I'm very critical of language. Like, yes. is this copycat language? Is this unique yeah. language? What are you trying to say? And I didn't want to be in that space. And thankfully, that's not direction I had to give anyone. Yeah. This work just came out and we were very focused on how can we help you provide a solution and how yeah. can we bring some levity or lightness to, to the marketplace? And I feel like what ended up happening was our creative just felt so distinct in in the market. Oh, yeah. We were doing fresh. Yeah, like, wait, what? And that was literally shot on a cell phone, period. Like, Ryan shot his piece on a cell phone, supplied it to Maximum Effort. You know, they created the slides, and boom, there you have it, there's your ad. And I think some brands are afraid of getting scrappy. I've seen some do it very, very well. I've seen some scared but you don't have to have, I haven't always had the luxury of big production budgets. I had them at my last gig, which was awesome. Like awesome. Airlifting a taco truck into Alaska. Like you can't do that without a big budget, but I feel like you don't need that. And so much of what you see from a content standpoint, that's shareable and fun. is just a good idea. So I'm always pushing for a really, really smart, good
0: idea yeah. Typically based on a human truth. To me, if you've got a good insight, you're going to have great work. Yeah, and as a Canadian, one of my favorite ads I think you've done. I grew up watching the show called Strange Brew. Take off. Uh, eh? I, 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 yeah, I watched Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and well, so this, the fact this
1: podcast was made in three B, exactly. three beers, and it looks great,
0: eh? Like <laughs> I, I love Strange Brew. It's like a yeah. cult classic, and so the fact that you ran an ad to just. Rick Moranis just showed up in an ad just because Ryan wanted to meet Rick. Like no other reason. Like, And it was honest because I think that's the stuff. It was just so blatantly honest because I think people run ads and you know that they want And I've heard people say, well, I just want to run an ad with the superstar because I want to meet them for my kid. Yeah. Uh, there's no business sense to it, but at least mm-hmm. you were honest about it. Ryan's like, well, there's no business sense. So I just wanted to meet Rick. Well, and you know I'm on set for in that. a field, right? What was it? Even a field of what? Mint. Daisies or f- mint? Mint. Okay, yes. sorry. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like I mean,
1: w- <laughs> what was crazy is I got that. That was our first campaign, right? So we had other executions, but that yes. was a campaign. And when we were taken through the campaign, because we we did five or six of these, we did Paul Revere's great great descendant. We did one of our very first customers. We found okay. him in New York. Yeah. <laughs> and then Rick Moranis, and you know I'm on set and. Well, let's go before that. I get yeah. pitched the idea and yeah. it says Rick Moranis. And my initial reaction is, what has Rick done yeah. lately? Like, <laughs> <laughs> will people kn- I certainly know who he yeah. is. Yeah. Ghostbuster, yeah. strange oh, Brew, yeah. Oh, honey like, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's this guy. This guy's Rick Moranis. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: But as the person who's got to make the call on yeah. is this the right thing for the communication of the target? Like, you can you can easily see yourself going. We need someone younger, yeah. or we need someone who's on social media in a big way, and all these things. And I thought to myself, you know, who am I to tell Ryan Reynolds and George Dewey, the two creative geniuses behind some of the best ads and the best content and best movies, comedic movies we've seen in so long, that? This is not the right talent. I'm like, you got to kind of check yourself a little bit. And sort of going back to what I said earlier about a thumbprint and rounding the edges, I'm like, you know what? I talked to my leadership team and they asked the same questions. I said, we got to, this is all about trust. And I have nothing but trust in these guys. It'll, It'll be popular, but let's see what happens, right? Like, let's do this. And we did it and on set, Rick was sort of shocked. Like, wait, you don't really want me to just literally walk up and you just wanted to meet me? Like, like that's happening in real life. And I'm going, oh my God, this is amazing. And that (laughs) was the, that was the commercial. And you filmed that. We filmed that. That was it. He literally walks on, says hello. Ryan says, I don't have anything to say to you. And Rick walks off and it blew up like crazy, right? It was on morning news. It was written about everywhere. It was just went zonkers and it was so fun. And I was, I was very, very excited, right? Like to get out of the way that, I mean, it seems weird. Like I, I take no credit for any of that, but the only credit I do take is knowing my place and knowing yeah. that like, Hey, trust your creative team. This wow. is what they're all about. Like this, their lives are built on creating breakthrough communications.
0: Yeah. Get out of the way. So that, that is what the kudos I I will give myself is knowing when to zip it. So coming up, looking to the future, what are you excited about? What trends maybe are you saying, man, I'm watching this and this is something we're we're, you know, we got in the pipeline or we're brewing right now. Or is it like, man, you, you, you use the term ads that can be done within a couple of weeks type of thing, right? Like, well, you just, you just wait till the moment happens and the lightning strikes and you can, you know, produce something in a few weeks. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. So we run off, I'm a classically trained marketer.
1: So yeah. I do run a marketing calendar, yeah, yeah, and all of the of blocking and tackling you'd expect, but we have, we don't really like to talk about the future too much. Good.
0: Okay. I like it.
1: But there is a movie out right now, the number one movie in the world called free guy. Yes. And that movie will have, you know, a cinematic shelf life, and then it will have a home release shelf life. Yeah. Very excited about that home release and the opportunity to do some interesting things there whether it be in DVD or digital download or anything like that, that will be really fun because that now takes two of Ryan's worlds, the cinematic, the Ryan Reynolds cinematic universe, (laughs) the RRCU and the mobile universe, the MMU. Yeah. And hopefully it'll bring them together in a really, really fun way, right? Like you've got a great movie with a lot of really smart writing and approach. And if you haven't seen the movie, no spoilers, um, yeah. but it kind of resembles
0: us a little bit
1: from the standpoint okay. of, like, there is a way things have always been done, yeah. and there's this sort of, like, set institution, and, free, and Guy represents something alternative to that. So I think Mint fits nicely from a positioning standpoint. Now we'll just have some fun with the creative, but that's very much coming in. The short term, I think the most exciting thing for Mint in the future is to continue disrupting the space. Yeah. So Mint has lots of opportunities. If you yeah. look at the at the you know if you look at what Verizon and AT and are doing and mm-hmm. how their programs and the things they are doing to grow their business, yeah, it's not always consumer centric. Okay. So with us, part of my role here is that I'm also the commercial owner. So I I manage the physical business of the brand of Mint Mobile. So I get the beauty of making, you know, not only the marketing and the messaging, but leading what innovation we're going to do next. So I can, I have a really cool opportunity to not only create disruption and create consumer value, but then talk about it in a really interesting way. And that relationship has been super fun for us. And we did that with Unlimited last year. And that's, I guess you call it product line extension. Yeah. Having an unlimited plan has been amazing and shocking how yeah. much growth has come that way. But even our approach there is different where yeah. if you buy unlimited for Mint, at the end of your first like cycle, before you pay us again, we send you an email and a voicemail from Ryan. And that email and voicemail say, hey, look, it's been three months. You've been yeah. with Mint and... You're only using four gigs or five gigs of data a month. You don't need unlimited. Yeah, trade down. Mm -hmm. Give us less money. Go into this smaller plan. If you ever need more data, you can always upgrade, and you only pay the pro-rated difference. So if you're ever in a pinch and you need it, we got you. But. Like that ARPU is the the sort of the Wall Street metric they care about the most. So average Mm -hmm. revenue per user, you never want to take that down. You want to take it up. Yet Mint has come into this space and completely disrupted the idea or concept of Unlimited by trying to get people
0: off of it. That's incredible. And so first, and those that don't know, if you're an American and you want to get your cell phone for the first time, right? You know, whatever, you're 15 or whatever, your parents let you get one. How many options do you have at the moment of of brands to go to choose from? I mean, you have the big three, of course. And then I'd say you've
1: probably got, depending on how credible a company (laughs) you want to get your wireless from, you've got anywhere from, say, another 15 or 20 options behind that. Okay. But yeah, I'd say you're probably
0: looking at Five or six max. Yeah. Okay. And again, in Canada, we've got the big three. And then, but all the ones, the alternatives are typically under the big three. So like Telus, there's their Kudo, which is, but again, it seems like another brand, but really it's Telus. Right. Well, we yeah. operate off the T-Mobile network as yeah. well. We don't own our own infrastructure. Yeah. We
1: could never build, you know, a multi-billion dollar infrastructure plan. So we're, we love our partner, T-Mobile. Yeah. They're That's great. Awesome. They, plus they're really smart. They've made big bets in 5G and how to get 5G to our entire country. That's incredible. I mean, we see it, like I see it and feel it daily because I'm in an area with 5G and there are no dead zones. The speed is insane. And it's just, it makes for a fantastic experience. And without getting too technical, if you know about what 5G is, it makes the highway, if you think of internet, or bandwidth as a highway it makes the highway 10 times bigger and the speed 10 times faster depending on what type of 5g low band mid band yep. or that millimeter wave but the net net is it's a brand new freeway with more lanes that you could go faster on which is yeah. what everybody especially in
0: southern california wants is a faster yeah. freeway so we're super excited about them as a partner That's very cool. So, Aaron, I got to ask where can people find you if they want to kind of follow your story, what you're up to? And well, I'm, believe it or not, I'm very active on LinkedIn,
1: mostly because we have an insatiable appetite for talent. So, Mint has hired just this year 140 people. We have 60 plus openings today. So, I'm on LinkedIn every day. Okay. Talking about our brand and what we're doing and having some fun. Uh,
0: that's the best place to, to, to see me. Aaron, that's awesome. And those looking for a job that are listening to the show, we'll put a link in the job board there. From, oh, I uh, love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, happy to, happy to. And you possibly could work with another fellow Canadian and there's other Canadians probably in the company. So that's- There uh, are. That's, My that's dad very... was born
1: in Canada. So technically I'm Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Although I've only been up there to shoot commercials and vacation. we'll, okay.
0: we'll have you up here soon enough and be very cool. Yeah. Well, now that we can travel to visit our friends north, I'm excited to go out there. Aaron, this was great. I feel like just so many great nuggets, but the idea of getting out of the way, like that just shows true humility and just even the essence of trust with your agencies. I know I'm, agencies that are listening right now are probably really encouraged and affirmed and, and inspired. Yeah, I I put 10 years of time over
1: there and I know how hard it is. And it's tough being a group that can only recommend a solution versus initiate it. And, you know, I, I give them more more credit because they're a factory that produces ideas. That is very hard to do when you start with a white piece of paper. So lots of kudos to those who are coming out with creativity and things that make us smile when we're out there consuming content.
0: Like good old Rick Moranis and, and carpeted showers. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and, right. And we're gonna, I'm going to put a link. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, the the check. I actually know, I recognize, I realize that's you, the check being given to the dog because that was one of the funniest things I'd ever <sighs> oh. seen. And we will put a link to that as well where you can see Aaron in his true form as the big political donor that he is. Laughing, trying to keep a straight yeah. face the whole time we're doing it. Perfect. It's perfect. Oh, Thanks again for joining us, Aaron. Thank you. I loved it. We'll see everyone next time on Marketing News Canada. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and the Podfather.
2: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place.
3: Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food and not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.